Welcome to the Chief Endurance Officer Podcast. I'm your host, Greg McDonough. Each week, we hear real-time stories from athletes and CEOs on how to maximize performance through an endurance mindset. Let's get started. Welcome to the Chief Endurance Officer Podcast. I'm your host, Greg McDonough. Today's guest is a, an addicted long-distance triathlete completing two full-distance, two half-distances, and is currently training for Ironman California. He is the founder and managing director of Only Earth, a food and beverage company based out of Singapore. Please welcome Canal Mutha. Welcome, Canal. Thanks, Greg. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to be here. It's great to have you on the show. So let's dive right in. Um, on, the, on this podcast, we talk about endurance and, and the mindset required. And so, Canal, I'd love to know how your endurance mindset has affected your life unexpectedly. My life has really uh, transformed in every aspect, I would say. Uh, uh, that's why I'm sort of addicted to it because I think each year uh, that I've uh, participated in the race, I think it's taught me something new. Uh, it's helped me in every aspect of life, as I said, I think, uh, uh, be it the mindset itself. Each race, I feel uh, it's like an, uh, like an MBA, right? I think it teaches you uh, so many things. Yeah. It's given me so many life lessons, like, you know, how not to give up, how to be patient, how not to, be, how not to panic. How to expect challenges, uh, most importantly, and nothing sales through it. I, I've started looking at life as a race. You set goals uh, that you want to achieve, and you break them down just like you do, you know, Ironman race. I think you sign up for a race, and then you know have a training plan for six or eight months. Uh, so similarly, I think uh, even for my business, I've got a revenue goal uh, for the next five years, and now, then I've broken it down to each year, and uh, I, I realize the importance how you need to you know achieve the smaller goals to achieve the larger goals, similar to the race again. So, so the whole perspective has changed, uh, you know, about how uh, things work and everything is possible. You know, I mean, there's nothing impossible out of reach. So, especially for me, uh, you know, I have no sports background. I have, uh, I picked this up uh, just about four years back. And prior to four years, I think I, I wouldn't have even run a five kilometer uh, run. Picking up from there, starting from scratch and, uh, you know, coming this far, uh, it's, 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 it's all about mindset. I realize, uh, you know, even the race, I think physically you can train your body, but on that day, I think if you're not mentally up for it, I think, uh, you know, it's mostly a mental game, right? So, so the mindset has changed in a big way. Uh, and another, uh, aspect of life is really, uh, helped me is the work-life balance. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, you know, where do you get time, uh, because you work, you, you, you know, you're managing, you know, a new business, you've got family, uh, you've got so many social commitments, but, uh, uh, what has happened is over the last couple of years since I got into uh, doing triathlons, uh, it's decluttered my life. It's uh, uh, set right priorities for me. Uh, you know, there is enough time, uh, you know, among all of us. It's just that you need to prioritize what is important to you. And for me, this has been an importance. Training has been an importance. So, you know, this has uh, taken over some of the time, which was probably not so important, which I realized later. So, so I think uh, over the years, I think I've just laid importance on uh, my training, uh, my which is my passion, uh, and uh, work, of course, and family. I think these three aspects, uh, I uh, it got revealed that these were the three most important pillars of my life, and uh, these are this is where all my time is going. So that's how I could um, uh, find enough time. And uh, yeah, I think just to I think health as well. Health has been a big transformation. I'm asthmatic. Uh, even today, I need my inhalers. I think every day. Uh, but the frequency has come down significantly. Mm -hmm. And I've been asthmatic for maybe about 10 to 15 years. Uh, 
But I always thought, you know, maybe I have a limitation that I would never be able to uh, do anything challenging. And uh, so I've come over uh, that, uh, you know, uh, mental barrier in my uh, head that, you know, I mean, no matter what issues you've got with yourself, I think you can really uh, deal with it. So I've been dealing with my asthma, I think, uh, and uh, still continuing to go strong. I had palpitation in my heart. Uh, you know, this was, uh, again, prior to getting into this, uh, I had to do a check with uh, one of the doctors to certify that I, I'm safe to train for, you know, such a challenge. So yeah, that's sort of disappeared, I think, uh, because of my focus on nutrition and the sports as such. So, yep, I think uh, so many positive effects. I think, I mean, I've, I've got a lot to share, uh, uh, but I think, you know, I mean, there are, I can only be grateful for, you know, this happening to me. That's awesome. I love the the stories and I, and I completely relate, especially to the time management and we can get into that shortly, but I, I wanted to explore a little bit deeper. You, talk, you mentioned it twice uh, around limitations and not thinking this was possible, right? This long distance triathlon for you was, was a possibility. Walk us through when that mind shift, when your mind shifted, like from the day that you signed up and, and you're sitting there going, you know what, there's, there's still no way I'm going to get to the finish line. And then you start your training program. At some point in time, you must've realized, you know what, I can do this. Talk us through that. Like when, when did that happen for you? Yes, I think uh, the first two races that I did were the half uh, half distance Ironman, and I think each of each of the races uh, had its own challenges. Uh, uh, like the first race, I you know had an accident, I fell off the uh, you know off the bike, and you know uh, I was bleeding terribly. Uh, even the uh, the 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 support station uh, they didn't have enough uh, uh, you know first aid to really uh, take care of it, but I was bleeding and. Uh, uh, even after, you know, getting to finishing my bike course, uh, I had a half marathon to run and I didn't know how I did it. Uh, I, I just wanted to get to the finish line. It's worked for me. It's, uh, uh, thinking about the goal, uh, you know, thinking that I'm already at the finish line. I practice this uh, before each race. Uh, I meditate and I, 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 I feel, you know, uh, how the atmosphere is uh, when I'm at the finish line. Uh, you know, I'm receiving the medal. So... I think uh, uh, when you uh, practice uh, looking at, uh, you know, what do you want to achieve, uh, that makes half things easy. You know, I mean, that really takes you up. Uh, even in, after that race, I was on wheelchair for about three days. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I can walk, but I didn't know how I, I ran that half marathon. So it's all about the mental strength. You know, I mean, if you, if you can really think you can do it, uh, then you're halfway there. Uh, so that's the beauty about training your brain. And I've set up a goal for myself that, you know, I've done two full Ironmans. I want to do 10. Uh, why 10? Because I realize uh, my 10 years, uh, I'm, I'm about 37 and, uh, you know, till 45 uh, is my peak period uh, when I want to really peak at my business, my health, every aspect of my life. And uh, I've already seen my last two years have been, you know, fabulous. Uh, so uh, I want to you know, I signed this up because the uh, the six months of work which goes up in this, it's amazing to, you know, feel uh, your peak, uh, you know, uh, mm. healthy. You know, you're just waking up, running a marathon. You know, I mean, the training is the difficult part, but uh, that's the beauty of it. You know, it really uh, test, tested you as a person. Kanal, you mentioned meditation um, and visualization, visualizing yourself at the finish line. Um, talk to me about your practice, your meditation practice, are there certain things that you do, certain routines, frequencies 
Can we talk a little bit about your meditation practice? Yep. So, uh, I mean, uh, uh, every every day I literally, uh, you know, post the workout uh, mostly. Uh, I, uh, you know, after the cool down, I think I, uh, I spend some time just closing my eyes and uh, thinking of uh, uh, things that I'm grateful for. Uh, you know, most importantly, because that uh, I, I feel uh, it's been an uh, it, it brings in happiness for me. And also then I uh, visualize on things that I want, which I am aiming to achieve. Uh, for example, uh, the Ironman California that I've signed for in October, I'm already thinking of it. I'm already thinking of the medal. I'm already thinking that medal is already made for me. I need to go get it, uh, you know, get to the finish line. And uh, so it's 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 been quite uh, quite amazing. And I think it, it gets very emotional uh, closer to the race, you know, uh, especially few days before the race. I think, uh, you know, I, I remember, I think every time I meditated, I've sort of, I've been in tears uh, because I think it brings on a lot of emotions. You know, you've, you know, this is, this is not easy, right? I think you, uh, you're all alone in this journey, uh, you know, because you're training alone. You don't, it's very difficult to uh, find uh, a companion, I think in this part of the world, because sport isn't that popular. So you're, you're waking up early mornings, you're having 4 a.m. mornings, uh, literally every day you're, you know, going, you know, you know, I mean, so there are, you know, I can't just get out and ride here. I need to park my, put my bike in the car, go about and half an hour away into a lonely road, be all alone. So I think uh, that, that makes the, uh, you know, the journey uh, quite, uh, quite amazing. You know, I mean, how, how it, you need to really push yourself to, uh, uh, to make things happen. Uh, so I think, uh, and I think the visualization, as I said, uh, you know, it's been, uh, I feel, I think uh, uh, over the time I've realized it's, 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 it's the most important thing, uh, which it makes you uh, really, uh, you know, makes your half work half easy, uh, you know, because you're, you're already thinking, you're already training your brain uh, that you're capable to do it. You know, I mean, that's nothing else. I, I, I mean, at least for me, uh, nothing else that can really, train your brain, but you're already seeing images where you're having flashes in front of you and uh, thinking of it very frequently. So that, that does the job, you know what I mean? It's on the day. That's, that's really well said. Um, rewinding a little bit, why Ironman? Why long distance triathlon? Tell us that story of, of when you decided that this is something you wanted to achieve. You mentioned you barely were doing a 5K and now you're doing these full distance triathlon. Talk to us about, again about that day that you said, you know what, this is something I want to try. Like, what was the motivation? What triggered the the inspiration? Yep. So I think uh, uh, it's it's been uh, it's quite funny how I got here. I never knew what an Ironman is. Uh, so I I was living a very sedentary, uh, you know, I had a sedentary lifestyle. I was traveling. Uh, four hours a day on the wheels uh, to my manufacturing. I was into manufacturing business prior to that. And I put on a lot of weight and I was not really happy with what I was doing. And uh, I'd signed up for a trek uh, uh, in the Nepal uh, called uh, Annapurna Base Camp. Uh, uh, it's one of, you know, challenging treks. Uh, you know, I, I came across a documentary on uh, Discovery and I saw it, uh, you know, uh, Michael Pollan, who was the, uh, the one who, you know, who, who traveled uh, all around Himalayas. And I was like, let me sign up for it and uh, probably bring in some change. Uh, I mean, uh, sign up for a challenge. And uh, that didn't happen uh, because of, uh, you know, the work was hectic, uh, but I prepared for it and I, I got a bit fitter and I was feeling great for first time. You know, I mean, I've actually uh, focused on my health and, and I did. And then 
I was still fascinated by the mountains uh, that I, I, I mean, there's something about mountains that still fascinates me. Uh, and then I came across and uh, uh, so, I mean, I was, I was following a lot of people on social media, uh, on people who climbed Everest, who have climbed all the, you know, uh, the, the high mountains. Uh, and then uh, came, and I was wondering, you know, I mean, how do I get there? How do I uh, also build my strength and endurance to, you know, climb mountains? Uh, and I came across an amputee uh, who had climbed Everest. And uh, while I was reading his story, uh, it was meant, I mean, he had shared that uh, he built his endurance by, uh, you know, doing Ironmans. And that's how I got to know what an Ironman is. I Googled about it and I looked for a coach, uh, uh, you know, for triathlon and uh, I came across somebody. So so that's how it is. I think I still have love for the mountains. I just, uh, uh, you know, climbed Kilimanjaro six months ago. It was my first trek. I think I've never been on the mountain, but I think it was quite quite amazing uh, to finally get on the mountain, uh, which led me here. Uh, but I think I'm I'm sort of this is my happy spot. I'm uh, uh, you know it started from mountaineering, but I'm I I really want to improve my game at triathlons. I think I'm this is this is become my mountaineering. Uh, I feel I want to you know uh, become a better athlete with every race, uh, and I I think I can do it. You know I mean that's uh, the the belief has been there uh, after doing each race that you know and it's inspiring, right? You see. Thousands of other athletes next to you, and you're uh, from doing, you know, not being able to run even a 5K to being uh, being able to participate in competitive sports. So that's that's quite uh, you know encouraging for me. And uh, so yeah, I think that's been the journey. And I, I think I, as I said, I think I, I wish to continue this because it's giving me back uh, more than you know. I mean, uh, what I'm getting from. I love it. I love it. Um, you'd mentioned earlier the relationship between your training and your business um, and some of the, the benefits there. Talk, can you talk to us about some of those benefits that you've seen in your business because of your endurance mindset and the training you're doing? Yeah, I think uh, uh, the, the biggest benefit has been uh, uh, the me time. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, when I say me time while I train, uh, the time for reflection. Uh, you know, I I, I realize that's uh, probably the uh, the biggest uh, uh, benefit I've had from the sport uh, because I'm by myself. Uh, you know, I've got hours of uh, free time in the morning uh, when I train uh, to think. You know, to reflect upon the previous day and also you know think about the issues uh, that you probably haven't had solutions. So, so that's been my addiction again, you know, I mean, uh, the me time that I get uh, to self-reflect on what's happening in my life, what I need to do, you know, bring it up because uh, otherwise I have never had that chance. You know, I mean, you're busy with your life, you wake up, you you have a schedule, but uh, this has been the biggest uh, positive. Uh, I think in, uh, another, uh, another big uh, uh, benefit that I've got is the focus uh, because you need to be focused, right? I think uh, even, even while you train, uh, your sort of social life goes for zero. You learn to say no, you know. Uh, mm. uh, otherwise, you know, it's not easy. You know, I, I like uh, a lot of times you are sort of, uh, you're forced to be part of, uh, you know, you know, a lot of things uh, where you're not able to really come out of it. But now since you're training, you're very, you're very scheduled. You want to wake up on time. You want to train, uh, you know, given all the effort, go back to work, spend time with family and sleep on time. So, so that, that six or eight hours you spend at work is also, you know, crystal clear. Your your mindset is clear. You're very goal oriented. 
uh, and uh, you know, I think uh, uh, I think I'm I'm just a better leader. I feel at at work, uh, you know, well I well I train. So yeah, I think I mean I I can I can talk enough. I think there's so much so much I've got back from this sport. Uh, honestly, I think I can you can you can absorb pressure, you know, uh, in a better way. Uh, just like. You know, as I said, uh, you know, during the race, you go through so many challenges, so many times you want to give up. It happens at work as well, right? I think, uh, you, know, you know, the dynamics are very different at work as well. There are so many ups and downs. I mean, I'm handling a new business, this two-year-old. So there are so many thing issues, but you know that you need to endure this. You know, you, there, is, there, is a, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. So that's the beauty of this. It, it's so, so true. Um, you mentioned when you, when you first gained interest in the sport, you found a coach. Are you still working with that coach now? Yes, I am. I am. I am. So I think, uh, uh, I mean, I, I just Googled uh, somebody that uh, I am my coach and then, uh, you know, there's something popped up in the city I live in. Uh, he's He's been my biggest inspiration. He's, he's 75 today. He did his first Ironman when he was 71. And he, he still believes he, uh, you know, he can do another Ironman and he's, He's still keeping himself fit, uh, so you know. Just imagine if if he can do it. I mean, that's that's again uh, been a you know been uh, very inspiring for me to uh, you know believe that you know if he can do it, why can I do it? And he's given me that faith and belief as well. So I think that's uh, I mean having a coach is again been uh, uh, that that learning uh, has been great. Uh, you know after after this, I've, I mean every aspect of my life where I want to really excel in. I have sort of uh, had a coach. You know, I have a life coach. I have a business coach. Uh, I have some. I mean, I I also uh, learned piano, uh, Russian piano. So I have a you know a, a teacher for that. So uh, so I think yeah, uh, it's it's great to have somebody who you can be accountable for, uh, whom you can uh, you know every day when I finish my workout, I send him my uh, the Garmin link so that he can see it, he views it, he comments it. So. It's great to have somebody on top of you. I, yeah, I completely agree. Um, coaching is essential. And I was, you, you led into my next question, which is going to be around what other aspects in your life do you have coaching? Um, when did you start having coaching for your, your life coach and your business coach and your piano coach? Like, was that around the same time as you started taking on this endurance sport? Or did you have, have you had coaches going back even further? Uh, it, it was uh, more or less around the same time. Uh, you know, while uh, probably a year back, I think I, I realized uh, the importance of setting goals. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I've had another coach. Uh, uh, so she's helped me. I think uh, probably uh, I, every, at the beginning of a year, I set up the goal for the year. And then, uh, uh, you know, we meet every quarter to review the goals. Uh, uh, if I'm on track, if I need to really improve on any aspect, uh, so since then, you know, I mean, uh, right from, uh, like, as I said, uh, even for my music or for business, I think most importantly, uh, I've had a coach, I think, uh, I, I feel it's very important. It brings out the best out of you. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like you look at all the athletes, right? I think, uh, they're amazing. They're, they're, they're super talented, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of time when you hear them talking, uh, they would, they would really credit their coach of, you know, bringing out the best in you. So I think, I mean, I've realized that, uh, and especially uh, with the experience uh, with, uh, you know, with the endurance races, I think I've realized uh, uh, you can really achieve anything. Uh, 
by you know having somebody with you who can just uh, probably uh, guide you um, on 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 the way to achieve you know the what you want to achieve. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, shifting gears slightly, talk, you, and you mentioned your business a couple times. I think you said it was two years old. Talk to us about your business. What is it? What do you do? During COVID, I think we were most of the world was in lockdown and. Uh, I had just exited uh, uh, my first business in around 2019. And since then, you know, uh, I've been evaluating what businesses can I get in. So uh, I'd, I'd, I'd switched to a plant-based lifestyle uh, uh, around that time where I gave up, uh, you know, uh, uh, meat, dairy, uh, wearing leather in all forms. Uh, so I've been quite passionate about it. And at the same time, I found this is an opportunity uh, where... Uh, you know, because I was focusing on health and at the same time I was training, I realized, uh, you know, uh, this passion can actually become a business opportunity because I saw a gap, uh, 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 you know, in the U.S., the plant-based industry is quite huge. Uh, but in our part of the world, in India, I think it's still evolving. It's still uh, it's still at the early stage where we're building the awareness. So so I we, we got into dairy alternative uh, business. Uh, I have a brand called Only Earth. Uh, which signifies that we have only one planet. Uh, you know, we, we we have to take care of it. We are building awareness around uh, animals that are going extinct. Uh, so we so currently we sell about uh, you know we have three SKUs. Uh, we have uh, almond milk, we have oat milk, and we have coconut milk. Uh, we are currently the market leaders of oat milk in India. We almost have about sixty percent market share. Uh, it's 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 a it's been a. Sh it's been. I mean, it's not even not even been a two a two years uh, since we have completed since we started, uh, but it's been a fascinating journey. How uh, you know we've been able to build and scale this business uh, in short time, and uh, now we're you know I mean ideas to you know uh, focus on the Asian market. Currently, we started with India. Now we have added two more countries, and uh, probably in this year we would add five more markets. So we are expanding quite rapidly. And uh, and this is a very disruptive product, right? I think uh, uh, similar, I mean, you would have seen in the US, uh, the dairy has declined uh, from 50 years. I think the graph has been going down quite rapidly. Uh, India is the uh, world's largest producer and consumer of dairy. Uh, so the opportunity is huge. Uh, it's a $150 billion industry, the dairy. Uh, so, you know, the the... Uh, over the over time, uh, plant-based industry is going to be quite sizable uh, because the opportunity is so huge uh, with the kind of population we've got. And uh, the biggest opportunity is that 50% of the uh, population is lactose intolerant. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's uh, that's going to change things uh, with uh, you know more awareness being uh, coming in. Are you looking at other plant-based products for your SKUs? Is that part of your longer-term plan? Yeah, uh, we are. I think, uh, I mean, although uh, we'll keep uh, beverage as our, uh, you know, focus, uh, but just around be uh, beverage, I think uh, we are getting into every other, you know, typically what a, a dairy company would be in, like uh, plant-based butter, plant-based cheese, plant-based ice cream, plant-based chocolates. Uh, so everything around non-dairy, because I think uh, uh, we are not limited to one particular product. Uh, you know, our work hero is oat milk. As I said, I think we are market leaders. So we are Building a category around oats, uh, you know, uh, because I've we feel that's the most sustainable product. I think compared to uh, you know dairy, uh, uh, and I think we we are actually uh, uh, you know I mean while we expand our portfolio, we're uh, also uh, we're 
giving back in a way, I think uh, uh, in a lot of ways, I think that's my purpose of this business. I think we want to really change the way business is done. Uh, you know, we are, uh, we like most of the businesses are, uh, you know, uh, in large economies, I think we uh, tend to uh, exploit the nature, uh, you know, for our benefits, but, you know, we don't do anything in return. Uh, here, uh, we've uh, committed of giving back to the environment uh, with every purchase. So 1% of our revenue uh, goes back to the en environment. We have three initiatives that we have identified. Uh, the first one is ocean conservation, uh, where we uh, plant artificial corals uh, because they're really sensitive. You know, 50% of our corals are already dead. Uh, and with the rising temperature, you know, the others, uh, the rest remaining ones might also disappear. Uh, the second initiative that we, you know, we, we work on is afforestation. We planting about 100,000 trees uh, in a wildlife sanctuary in India where, uh, you know, uh, there were a lot of mangroves, but because of, again, rising uh, water levels, I think, you know, most of them have been washed away. Uh, and, you know, mangroves are quite important. I think they absorb 30%, uh, uh, you know, maybe they, they're the highest absorbing uh, carbon trees, I would say. Uh, and the third one is, you know, protecting the land animals. Uh, you know, we, because we're, uh, you know, uh, the, we are expanding so quickly, right? As humans as a race, uh, we are eating away the natural habitat uh, at, at rapid pace. And uh, there is a lot of uh, animal-human conflict uh, you see. Uh, so we support an agency who rehabilitates these wild animals back in the forest. So overall, I think uh, the business, I think, uh, you know, we really want to make a positive impact. That's our, that's our objective, uh, you know, uh, with this business. That, that's awesome. You know, tying back to training, um, and racing and nutrition, and in particular, your plant-based diet, are there certain things that you can, I know what my training routine is, and it's a lot of goos and bars and that like when I'm doing a long distance ride, but as a plant-based nutrition, what types of items are you consuming? Like, how do you think about your nutrition plan for a race, let's say a long distance Ironman? when you're 100% plant-based product? Uh, so, I mean, I, it's it's changed over time. And now, uh, probably, I feel uh, I've understood what my body requires, uh, you know, as we as I've been on it for the last four years. Earlier, uh, uh, I was on alternatives. But, uh, you know, uh, right now, uh, I'm sort of eating as clean as possible. Uh, so, I, I try and follow a whole food plant-based diet, uh, which is, uh, you know, it has a lot of fiber uh, in your in your uh, in your uh, in your meals. So so I mean there is a lot of protein as well. I think we feel we probably need to supplement, but I don't. I I I mean very rarely supplement uh, protein. I think of course as the now the training peaks, I think I would I might supplement with plant based powders. Uh, but otherwise, it's just the food, the raw food, a lot of sprouted uh, beans, legumes, seeds, uh, dry fruits, and uh, you know. Uh, there's so much, so much in the diet. I think, and uh, uh, in India, I think we're, uh, you know, we grow a lot of millets. Uh, so millets are coming back uh, in the food system. So you know, like even in the Indian food, uh, we eat a lot of like dals and uh, the the rotis uh, or the breads that we make. Uh, so that uh, uh, at home now we have started instead of using wheat, we have moved to millet uh, because it's high in protein. Uh, so I. Uh, I also have a nutritional coach, uh, you know, uh, for last, uh, you know, probably a year or so uh, to help me eat right. Uh, because I think uh, the 
the training is quite demanding, right? I think you don't want to really uh, under, you know, you know, give give less nutrition uh, to yourself uh, when when it requires the most. So, so I've, I've sort of uh, understood what it requires. I typically start my day with a uh, with a you know uh, with a green smoothie. Uh, you know, probably half a liter of green smoothie with a lot of greens and uh, some uh, hemp uh, hemp protein. I think uh, you know that's that's been quite amazing. Uh, uh, so that's that's how my day starts, and then uh, probably. Uh, salads and then you know as i said millet based uh, breads uh, so i try and measure it uh, as much as i can i've not been uh, really good at it but i i try and measure uh, you know how much protein i'm uh, uh, i'm able to consume uh, but with this clean uh, clean lifestyle and luckily uh, it's been relatively easy because you know i mean since since i made the switch i think we have i have a couple of other members at home who is also uh, switch to a plant-based nutrition, so then it makes it easy. You know, if you're alone, then uh, it's sort of challenging, you know, for to make special meals for you. But now, you know, more or less, my home, I think most of the family members are following this, uh, you know, nutritional plan. So, one more follow-up question on that. Yeah. Let's say you've got a hundred-mile bike ride on your training schedule by yourself. What are you packing on in your jersey and in your on your bike to to support you across that that training day? Yeah, so uh, for uh, for I mean for 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 that kind of day, I think I would uh, take a lot of electrolytes uh, uh, with me. I think because I think uh, you know you're going to dehydrate, and uh, here in this part of the world, it's quite quite hot and humid. I, we don't have winters. Uh, literally, I think uh, uh, even now the temperature would be close to about 40, uh, 40 degrees centigrade. So it's quite hot uh, and. Uh, so I I need to uh, see how I can be hydrated. So uh, and I I mean there are uh, I also have a lot of coconut water, uh, fresh coconut water, which you know there are vendors on the same road where I ride. So I I probably make pit stop there uh, to you know just to rehydrate. And then um, I carry some health bars and uh, probably uh, uh, a health bars again, which is something very clean. Uh, uh, I mean, there's a brand here which has very clean uh, health bars with just about three or four ingredients. So it's mostly dates, nuts, uh, those kind of ingredients. And uh, probably a sandwich as well, uh, you know, uh, just to get some energy back. Uh, yeah, I think in, I do, I think, uh, I consume gels as well. Uh, there are, uh, you know, again, clean gels. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I mean, we don't get it here. I, uh, every time I fly abroad, I probably... Uh, carry uh, carry it back with me. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, you know. I mean, I avoid gels uh, when the training uh, intensity is less, but when it increases, I think uh, you do require it. You know, just to fuel 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 yourself. Yeah, that's helpful. Very helpful. And shifting gears a little bit, talk to us about you, like where you grew up, what your childhood was like, how you got into entrepreneurship. You, we've obviously talked about how you got into triathlon. But Let's go back even further. Give us a little bit more insight on who you are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've uh, been in uh, a city called Chennai. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a city in the south of India. You know, we have a beautiful, uh, you know, coastline. It's, uh, it has the second longest beach in the world. So uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing city. I think great place to live. Uh, we've got a large expat uh, community as well uh, here. And uh, so I've done my schooling here uh, all throughout, then did my engineering. I did my chemical engineering in uh, uh, 
uh, from Chennai as well, did my master's in entrepreneurship. I was in UK for a couple of years. Uh, and I, you know, I did my uh, master's in entrepreneurship from University of Nottingham. Uh, since then, uh, once I came back, uh, you know, my, my father's, my family's uh, got, uh, you know, businesses, but I've had that entrepreneurial bug in me to, uh, you know, set my, uh, you know, uh, probably explore some new avenues, uh, scale up the business. So uh, I got back, uh, I joined joined business or started my business in 2011. Um, and, uh, you know, I first, my first business was into packaging, uh, which, uh, you know, we, uh, we work with a lot of FMCG brands to, you know, uh, like food, beverage, and uh, a lot of other products. And uh, so we scaled that business for about six years uh, and uh, we got, acquired in 2019 and since then you know I started this uh, other brand uh, but otherwise uh, uh, I live in a joint family I live with my uh, you know uh, parents uh, and also my uh, two younger brothers uh, if, if I've got a I've got a son 8 year old son and uh, uh, the best part about uh, you know my journey with the races is that my son and my wife have always been around and uh, I take them around because that's an added motivation you know because they're waiting at the finish line and you want to see them, uh, you know, crossing the line. So, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's amazing for, you know, I, I feel that's a great exposure uh, a child gets, right, to see 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 that side of the world, uh, you know, where people are, you know, are really pushing it hard and, you know, making it happen. So that's about me. That's about me. I think I've been, uh, you know, I've been really passionate about music. Uh, I've been learning uh, piano for about five years. Uh, there's a music school here, Araman Music School. Araman is a very popular uh, music director. Uh, he was the music director of uh, Slumdog Millionaire, uh, the Hollywood movie. So, uh, so music has been an important part of my life. I've also done a, a diploma uh, uh, in uh, electronic music production. I, I, I am sort of hooked to electronic music for the last 15 odd years. Uh, I specifically... Uh, like progressive house music, uh, and I've made a couple of tracks myself just for fun uh, while I was uh, learning. So yeah, I think I've been, uh, uh, you know, I mean, these are these are areas which I've been passionate about. Uh, you know, health, nutrition, music, uh, and yeah, I think uh, you know, I really want to uh, give back. I think uh, that's been one of our. Uh, so I mean, my family and me we follow a religion uh, called Jainism. Uh, so in Jainism, they, uh, the first principle is ahimsa, that is non-violence. So, you know, my shift towards plant-based lifestyle of giving up animal products is you know, sort of linked to the principle uh, in a way, I think. And uh, also, uh, you know, it, 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 it's got, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of other fundamental principles that, uh, you know, it teaches you uh, how to live a simple life, how not to be materialistic. Uh, so... Yeah, I think I've, I've I've had a I've had a you know a good exposure <laughs> with the religion as well because of my parents and uh, and uh, uh, that's about it. I mean, uh, happy to answer uh, if there's anything else. <laughs> I love the fact that you brought up your kids and racing. And my experience is the same. You know, our children and my wife we travel to all of our, all of our races, um, and there is that little extra pressure when you're struggling on the bike. And you're thinking about, well, wait a second, what are my girls going to say if I don't come across the finish line in six hours or whatever? And it, it, 
it certainly changes your mindset while in your race. Um, another funny story I'll share. Uh, years ago, we were at the Marine Corps Marathon as a spectator with our two girls. And um, the youngest turned to my wife and said, so mommy, when did they bike and swim? <laughs> and, and it's like, no, sweetie, they're just doing a marathon. And um, I don't know, it's those funny stories that you know, the, seeing life through your children's eyes has a special, a special moment. Um, so can I, how could people get in touch with you? An audience member wants to connect. What's your social media platform of choice? Yeah, I think I've been now, I'm quite uh, active on LinkedIn uh, and uh, of course on Instagram. I think I've I've been, uh, I've been trying to be away from, uh, you know, digital platforms, but I think because of business, I think I've been told to, you know, be as active as possible. So, you know, I mean, um, uh, I would, I would love to, you know, be in touch with, uh, uh, entrepreneurs and, you know, people from, uh, you know, all walks of life uh, to learn their journey. And, uh, and uh, you know, I mean, you, you and I, I are part of Entrepreneurs Organization, which has, again, been a big part of my life uh, uh, where I've, you know, interacted with, uh, you know, tried leads from all over the world. I also uh, founded this uh, group called Iron Minds. Uh, uh, this was, again, you know, a Mahio group, uh, which uh, was created uh, to bring in uh, entrepreneurs from all over the world who are passionate about you know, especially uh, triathlons or marathons or long, long distance races. So, uh, I, I, you know, it's it's been it's been great of so much learning, right? I think even talking to you, uh, you know, knowing that you and your wife have you know done so many races, and uh, uh, so you know, I'm I'm trying to follow you know those footsteps. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you know, there's always that other bike that you want to buy <laughs> when you're middle of the race course and you see somebody pass you on a better bike. It's like, oh, it's the equipment. It's not. Um, well, it's been awesome to have you on the show. Uh, kind of, uh, excuse me. Um, so you got Ironman California coming up at the end of this year. Do you have your eye on a different race for next year? You said you wanted to get another eight finished over the next seven years. Um, any in particular race that you're looking to do? So, I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, want to do, uh, my first race was, uh, uh, in, in New Zealand, uh, Lake Tapo, uh, I would, I would want to do, you know, get back there because that was, I mean, first is always special, right? So mm. I would want to do a full distance there, although it was a bit challenging with rolling hills, uh, but I would want to get there. And there are so many amazing races, uh, in the, in, in Europe as well. Uh, like Ironman Switzerland, uh, Austria has got some amazing races, uh, UK, so there's, there's enough uh, in the list. I think uh, I was very grateful I could do a Roth last year, uh, which was just amazing. I think with, uh, I mean, every, I felt like a celebrity with three lakh spectators around, <laughs> about 300,000 spectators. So that was, that was amazing. So uh, looking forward to California. I mean, it's uh, uh, probably my favorite part of the uh, uh, United States. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. I think I've, uh, I've never been to Sacramento. So uh, yeah, looking forward to explore and hey, this is the best way to actually see the place, right? The race mm -hmm. takes you through all the beautiful parts of the, you know, the region and uh, looking forward to that. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. You know, just thinking back of over this conversation, some of the highlights that really jumped out was our conversation around reflection and gratitude meditation, visualization, focus, and how those components are part of this endurance mindset and the, the benefits that that mindset has across our entire lives, both family, community, business, health. 
Um, so thank you for your inspiration and your storytelling. Canelo, um, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Greg. It was absolute uh, pleasure, you know, I mean, to interact with you and also uh, reflect on my journey, I think on the learnings I've had so far. So look forward to, you know, I mean, uh, be in touch and uh, exchange uh, your learnings and my learnings and uh, take it from there. And for any of our audience members, uh, the contact information will be below in our show notes, so, as will a lot of our links to the things that we mentioned. Uh, if you do get some inspiration out of our story today, I ask that you share this with somebody else so that we can grow this community together. Kanal, thanks again. Thank you for tuning in to the Chief Endurance Officer Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories and strategies around the endurance mindset, be sure to subscribe below or visit us at chiefenduranceofficer.com. Until next time, keep pushing those limits 